Uh, moving on. So yeah, our last thing we wanted to talk about you, I I believe we had someone ask us to do this. So and we thought yeah, it was a pretty uh, cool shout idea. Out, shout out Spence. Uh, so they, one of one of the one of the homies sent in a sent in a really good question. It was actually kind of fun coming up with this a little bit. Yeah, and so it's basically who do we think rest of season from here on out what our top tw- ten running backs are. Um, so just real quick. Um, the top 10, I'll just pull up top 10 PPR real quick. Um, so top 10 PPR running backs as of right now, I'm just using my ESPN league because um, it's the easiest to find this stuff. Um, Eckler's one, Chubb two, Barkley three, Jacobs four, McCaffrey five, Henry six, Fournette seven, CEH at eight, Brees Hall at nine, Pierce at 10, Jamal Williams at 11, and Miles Sanders at 12. IOS, let's go. So, all right. So now our idea is basically thinking about that list. We're gonna have we have our own what we think the top twelve rest of season is, and it'll be kind of interesting hearing that list compared to um, this list. So, do you want to get started right. first? Sure. Yeah, I can go first. And this this is not you know we're not taking any sort let's of injury bottom, or anything. I think that's interesting. The- Okay, yeah. So who is who is your number twelve guy? Um. So I I kind of when I got to twelve, I decided to make it a little interesting. And and actually looking at it, this could very easily be wrong because I think I I overlooked a couple people possibly just because they actually weren't even like that close right now. Um. But I went Kenneth Walker. I put Kenneth Walker at twelve for okay. rest of the season in a heavy run offense. Interesting. And Geno Very Smith is moving the ball. I could see Kenneth Walker yeah. uh, being a big move there. All right. Well, that's I, I can. If we're playing guess who, I could flip that one down because I I do not have Kenneth Walker on my top twelve. I think if he had a, if I did a top twenty four, he would be right. Yeah, he he'd be in there for sure in the high teens. Yeah, uh, I just wanted but, to have uh, some fun. With I, Kenneth I like there. that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, my number twelve is actually Nick Chubb, who actually wow. is in some formats. Yeah, Nick number Chubb one is number two or number, two. Or number one. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Wow. Uh, and reason why I feel like he's he's been very touchdown dependent. He has like seven touchdowns in the first few games. The one game was a uh, you know three touchdown game. Um, he just doesn't catch enough passes for for him to keep that up. And I don't know if those touchdowns will stay. Uh, they also have Kareem Hunt. They've had a very easy schedule as far as like. Yeah, you know, running backs, you know, very running back favorite schedule for the first few quarter, your first quarter of the season. Um, I still think he's going to produce. He's going to be fine, but I don't know if you're going to be seeing the, you know, the two plus touchdowns and 140 yards every single week that he's been giving you, especially with Kareem Hunt. I think there's going to be a lot more competitive games where they're going to have to start throwing the ball a little more, and I think that's where Kareem Hunt really comes into the uh, comes into fold. And a lot of Nick Chubb's touchdown runs are like decent. They're like decent length out you know what i mean yeah and it could be his explosiveness and this could be an outlier season for nick chubb where he goes and you know scores 17 18 touchdowns puts um, himself into the first round next year exa- exactly <laughs> uh but uh yeah i i i have chubb as as my 12 rest of season so my 11 is i'm maybe it's wishful thinking because i do have him in a couple places uh, but I, I'm going uh, David Montgomery. Ah, uh, so obviously okay. that's assuming that he's healthy and playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but David Montgomery just that offense doesn't do anything, and so his touches are the touch. I mean, he is Correct. the player there, 
-hmm. And I mean, he just can't. He, I mean, he just had a big week, and I, I it, the, he's just the heart and soul of the offense. And you know, we yep. we like we like players who are heart and souls of the offense. The mm -hmm. offense runs through them. Yes, yeah, I I, I like that pick, uh, Monty. Again, he is not in my. Top and I 12. honestly, I'm not even a big Monty fan, but right. I think the opportunity is there. And I drafted right. him. I I picked him up in a few leagues because of the opportunity. Mm -hmm. But my personal opinion of Monty, I don't think he's that explosive. I don't think he's that talented. I think he's just a – there's a lot there, and he gets you it think, done when you, he gets You it. think on volume alone he's going to finish Yeah, he's high. a volume guy volume. that just gets it done because of volume, and he makes it work. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have him in my top 12. I would have him as a very, very high running back, too. He'd be, like, between 15 – like, you know, 13 and 15 if I had to do, like, you know, running back two one. Is, yeah. is where I would have him. He just doesn't quite make the this cut. For the, our uh, lists for the are going to be drastically. <laughs> my, my number 11, my number 11 is Brees Lightning. Brees Hall, number 11. Wow. Can do everything. If the, it, yeah, I, I think the tide has turned. He has the, he showed you the explosiveness that he has. He's one play and he can take it all the way down to the one yard line. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> he had tackle, but yeah, uh, uh, I it's, love it. it. I love it's it. It's Yep. I, I I love it. All right. My my, my 10. Uh, I'm going Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook. This is actually low for Dalvin Cook. Let's be honest. Very low for Dalvin um, Cook. Yeah. But I'm going Dalvin Cook because it just doesn't seem like the current Vikings offense is running through Dalvin Cook anymore. You know, Dalvin Cook, his big value was he was the offense and everyone else was the roles around him. And, you know, the, the snaps are going down. You know, the team is airing it out more. It just doesn't feel like Dalvin Cook is the heart and soul anymore. And it feels like it's trending in a direction of him not being that top five running back anymore. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, I don't uh, disagree. I do have Cook. I have Cook a little higher, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um. My number 10 is uh, Leonard Fournette. Wow. Playoff Lenny. Uh, again, just like you had said earlier, uh, just volume alone, he is involved in the pass game, so he doesn't necessarily need full snaps and full workload in order to uh, get you know, his points. He's a red zone monster. Tampa Bay is going to score points. Um, so, yeah, that, that's why I have, I have Lenny there. He's not necessarily super efficient all the time, um, but uh, I, I think the guy, he just scores enough touchdowns and he catches enough passes for him to uh, you know, to, to keep you with a safe floor every single week. And I think he'll start creeping up there. Yeah, I think it's time to sound the alarm because yeah, I have Leonard he'll, Fournette he'll at stay. nine. So okay, we actually cool. are somewhat close on somebody. Right. So, yeah, for All a lot right. of those same reasons. Um, on the other side of it, though, Lenny, I think he stays out of that top five because it seems like Rashad White's getting more involved. But even with Rashad White, he does produce enough that I believe he'll still stay in this conversation. Okay. Yeah, and I'm in on it. So who do you have at nine? Uh, nine is my Leonard Fournette. So we're on. Oh, okay. Nine. Never mind. Okay, so we're on my your nine. nine. <laughs> my nine is uh, Mr. Hush himself, DeAndre Swift, is who I have at, at number nine. Um, guy is an absolute pass catcher. Uh, it seems like he has lost some of the goal line work to Jamal Williams recently, but uh, we'll see if that sticks up. Um, you know, like he showed you in week two, he only needs you know 10, 15 snaps to to produce at a high level, and um, when he does come back full and, and ready to go, because Detroit has been 
historically pretty conservative with bringing back players from injury. So them kind of holding him out till the bye week. As soon as he went down with, you know, with the shoulder sprain, I, I had a feeling that was, you know, you, next time you're going to see him was, uh, you know, was week seven. So um, if he comes back ready to go 100%, yeah, DeAndre Swift is a guy I want to have in my lineup and do not want to play against. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm all for it. I have DeAndre Swift in a league, but I actually kept him out of my top 12. The only one that I really said injuries I let consider, and it's only because he's currently hurt. Uh, You know, there's just, yeah, I mean, we all assume he's coming back after the bye week, but there's just so many question marks around when he's coming back that that Mm -hmm. I had a hard time saying, yes, he's going to finish above these guys who are playing. And so yeah. that was that was my tough thing because we are saying from this week on. So yeah, my tough decision was saying, you know, you know, week six he's got a buy. So luckily that is the you know the first week we're counting. So all of these guys will have a buy at some point. But there's no guarantee he comes back after the buy, and it's just hard for me to say that if he misses any games that he can finish above some of these guys still. So that's that's the only reason he stayed out of my top twelve. I think he could very easily be in there as well though. Um, and that's yeah. why I also drafted him because I feel that way as well. Um, so Sweet. my eight, and it's interesting because I said wow, uh, but my eight is Brees Hall. Um, so <laughs> I have him way up there uh, because, I mean, A, he's currently running back nine. So mm-hmm. obviously he's showing he can be a top 10 running back already, and I think he's just getting started. So. Um, I, I think you're going to see a lot more Brees Hall, and I think that that offense is a lot better than a lot of people gave him credit for. Um, I, th- I think, and, and not to mention that the Jets, their defense still isn't solid, so it, they're you know they're not super good by any means. So I think there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games where he can get involved in the passing game, he can run the ball. Yeah, I just think that he's in a situation where there's a lot of work to come his way. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I think anyone who has eyes is you know just watches you know a few clips of him yeah you almost like, yeah, drug this, a guy into the he's end zone got it. With him. yeah this this guy's <laughs> got it he's, he's a dog uh yeah love that love that pick uh my so we're on eight now you yeah, just did eight, eight right that was him yep my eight is jonathan taylor um, wow my eight is jonathan taylor i i still do think that that high angle sprain is gonna linger on Usually high ankle sprains, especially with running backs, they, they kind of stick around a lot longer than normal and people kind of lose their, their their burst and whatnot. But I just think on volume alone, uh, JT has to go for the for the Colts to go. Um, so, yeah, I would have JT. I have JT at eight, and that's the reason why. I would love to have him on my team, but I just I, I don't know if the ceiling is necessarily as high as it was coming into the season. Uh, you know, just with that high ankle sprain, I I yeah, I, I've seen some some bad things happen with with running backs there, and he's already shown a decent amount of inefficiency outside from Week One against Houston. Uh, that he is just uh, I'm I'm not sure if the offensive line is breaking down because Matt Ryan was spent a lot of time last Thursday on uh, you know on his rear end. So who who knows what exactly is going on there? But they need to figure it out. JT is going to be the uh, he's he's the big gear that moves all the other gears on in that offense. So just out of uh, necessity JT's gonna have to get going for Indianapolis to be competitive yeah absolutely um so on to seven um seven is where I have Nick Chubb okay. um so Nick Chubb to me still gets volume you know he's known for his hundred rushing yards a game I mean Nick Chubb's actually almost frustrating PPR formats because you'll see him rush for a hundred and get you ten points 
and you're just like, man, the guy had a great game in real life, but just really yeah. fancy didn't really do a whole lot for you. But I think Chubb, I mean, he, he, he that's exactly what he is, though. I mean, at the end of the day, if he rushes for 80-plus yards, that floor is pretty high, which keeps him out of the range of dropping too low. And then, honestly, I mean, when it comes to Deshaun Watson coming back, you may see um, those running lanes open up even more for him uh, to bust out those long touchdowns like we kind of talked about. So I'm still I'm still in on Nick Chubb because I think he's playing very, very well, and I think that's only going to improve with Deshaun Watson, uh, but not to the point that I think he cracks top five. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm 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 with you there as well. I could I could move Chubb up to where you have him right there at uh, at seven. Is that seven? Yes, that was my seven. Okay, uh, my seven is Dalvin Cook. Uh, I still think the offense does uh, rely on him a lot and go through him a lot. I just think that he has not had a lot of touchdowns recently. Uh, this past week, he had two touchdowns. He had a good uh, performance on the ground. He showed a lot of burst. You know, hit a lot of good holes. Had some had some good carries. You know, good hard. Uh, rushing yards uh, and he showed that he can still play through injury and still perform through injury as well so um, I, I have Cook at 7 um, because uh, again would love to have him on my team don't want to play against him but uh, I, I still think everything is going to be fine with him I know it's been a slow start yeah absolutely um, my 6 and, and actually as we get to the top I actually found the top to be really challenging because Oh, absolutely. Name, name, name yeah. value has so much power here, too. You, you, yes. You, you could be wrong so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Austin Eckler at six. Um, and I went Austin Eckler at six. Austin Eckler must have watched the podcast and heard you talking trash on yeah, him. Because he decided I, to run the ball. I had a whole thing. I thought that I was going to say him before you. Yep. So Austin yeah. Eckler here, uh, he's running back one right now. Just ran for 173 yards after Sam told him he couldn't run the ball at all anymore. Yeah. And then what, what did he do the week before? It was like 100. He, he ran for 60 yards, but two touchdowns, and then caught yeah. 50 yards and a touchdown. So he's yeah. got five touchdowns yeah. in the last two really? weeks. Yeah. And then I mean, he's rushed <laughs> for 230 yards and yeah. caught 70 yards. So he's yep. back to being a dual threat again. Um, but I do have that fear based on the, the start. I, I think that the, those big weeks the are just Austin weeks. Eckler, and they're going to keep him up in the numbers. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him hit some more of these low floors where he like can't Like week one, week two, week three. Yeah, you yeah. know, those first few weeks where he has, you know, rushing yards of 30, 35. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying he's going to rush for five yards on a regular basis, but the fact that that's even in the realm of possibility – I think limits my excitement on him being in the top five. Yeah, and actually, uh, sound the alarm. Number six, I have Austin Eckler. Wow! So uh, the first time so we agreed, you you were right. I was wrong. You're smart. I'm dumb. <laughs> I I understand. Uh, you're much better looking than I am. Yeah, uh, I I was wrong uh, two weeks ago when I said yeah I would, I would trade Austin Eckler for you know another you know top. 12 running back or so I'm or someone else that was drafted in the first round um i mean it all depends on who you got out of it yeah, but absolutely. uh yeah I, I don't i don't think a lot of people actually followed that because you know when you trade someone like eckler that 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 takes some that takes some uh that takes some balls and i'm not sure if a lot of people actually went through it but hey i'm at i'm willing to admit when i was wrong i was wrong he looked unbelievable the last two weeks which is 
is crazy because he looked nothing like it the first three weeks. So um, good, good for him. But yeah, I have Eckler at six as well. Yeah, so. I mean, keeping in mind one of those games is against Houston. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I think that Austin Eckler, I, I was never like off, but I wasn't big on him either. So I'm in yeah. the same boat on that one. Awesome. Um, so okay, five, who do you have at five? I, I, I may regret putting him this high, but I actually put Joe Mixon at five. Oh, um, so Joe yeah. Mixon has the volume. He does. I think that team just needs to get going. I think if you keep giving him that volume, I think that whole team is struggling right now. And if that team gets going and he holds that value, that volume that he has right now, Joe Mixon is going to shoot himself up these rankings really, really quickly. Um, yep. And that's why he was a buy low candidate last week when we were talking about it is because he yep. is I, I he's right behind Saquon and touches. And I just and it's like not even close to like a lot of other people. So, I mean, I I love that he's that involved in the offense. His backups are trash. If that offense learns how to play football again, Joe Mixon's going to find himself right there in that top five conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I love that jo- the Joe Mixon call. Uh, he was a guy that I was trying to find somewhere in my uh uh, Isn't that crazy? In my, You're in, trying to in, find a place, and I put him. In yeah, <laughs> I was I was trying to find a place for trying to find a place for him. To be honest with you, uh, I don't have him on my list. Wow, but I have a top five like, guy not n- on yeah. your list. Yeah, I I don't have him on my list, and I mean I I think I could sneak him in there. I, I don't know. We we did these in about five minutes or so. I was gonna so say, we didn't get to do a, a we didn't get to do a ton of research. This is this is more off the top of our dome. Yeah, what we it's think. not that I forgot about him or anything like that. Like obviously, I I know Joe Mixon. Yeah, I I, I love Joe Mixon. Yeah, I know of him and whatnot. But I I think if if I had like some tinkering, I I could get him in like maybe around ten, like where Fournette is. Um, I yeah. I, I, I could sneak him in there, but yeah, I, I actually don't have him in my twelve. Uh, I would. It's so hard, man, because there's so it there's, there's it is, and honestly, this is this really really this kind of list. This kind of list is just crazy. asking to it get is. toasted for because there's no yeah. way to know this. Stuff. Oh God, no, yeah. Uh, but my uh, we're on five, right? Five. My five is Josh Jacobs. Wow. Uh, yeah. So not in um, my top twelve. Not in your top twelve, and and understandably, but he's done it. You know, three of the last four years, he's finished as a top twelve running back. Um, I I don't think they're really pumped with what Zamir White is giving them, and Josh Jacobs is running so angry right now, and I <laughs> I love to watch him run yeah, the ball. It's them. so he's dropping shoulders. He's evolved in the pass game. He's hitting holes so hard. He's showing the explosiveness that he can. That you know that he can pop and he can burst through there. He's been a, a an absolute steal for someone who got him like in the middle of the second or end of the second. And I I don't think it's gonna it's gonna go away. They're they're one and four. Uh, obviously you know the game the team probably goes with Tay, but I think that Jacobs is such an integral part of this offense that he is going to keep feasting. He's going to keep getting touches. Uh, and I I just think that he. Uh, the, the sky's the limit. I would. I wouldn't be shocked if he finished inside inside the top five at all. I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if he finished inside the top three at the end of the season. The guy is just. He he looks unbelievable. He looks so good. 
So Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones were two guys that uh, I kind of felt like after I wrote my list that I may have overlooked. Uh, and some of that may be the, you know, the Kenneth Walker call and stuff like that. You know, just yeah. kind of some hot takes. Uh, uh-huh. But, you know, I, I thought it would be kind of boring if I just went through and named all the same guys that everybody knows, you know. So I, I tried to throw some extra curveballs in there with some, with yeah. some decent reasoning. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I don't want to have the same list as you. No, and obviously we're very, very different. Uh, my, mm. We're on four now. Uh, four. Four, four, I went Derrick Henry. Um, so Derrick Henry, to me, I w- got to see a lot of that game, and Derrick Henry looks healthy as can be. That guy is mm-hmm. he is just, once again, the o- another one of these guys that is the only piece of the offense. He's looking strong out there. That dude is running people over. But what we saw from Derrick Henry this last week is he's now catching passes too. Yes, he and is. That is, he that is. That could be that scary. scary. That is is a scary man catching passes. So, yeah, I've got him at four. And you can make an argument that the pass catching action maybe vaults him into my top three. But I've got my top three set for what I believe is a decent reason. So, Right. Uh, My four is Alvin Kamara. Is who I am. Not in my top 12. Not not in 12. Which is fine. I I just think the guys, he's too good. The talent's too good. I think that, you know, like we had kind of talked about a little bit last week. He was a he was a buy low for me. Um, I I already have him rostered in home league, um, but he was a buy low for me just because he hadn't done well. He was coming off the injury. He had the late game, uh, you know, scratch where he was inactive in London, where a lot of people got screwed on it. So a lot of people had a bad taste in their mouth, didn't want to eat that dish anymore. Uh, but I mean, the guy he's game script proof. Um, I don't think that uh, you know. Uh, Mark Ingram is going to really take a whole bunch of touches from him. Uh, Taysom Hill probably is going to take some touches from him uh, from, from what we've seen. But uh, with Michael Thomas being banged up, with Chris Olave being banged up, with Jameis Winston being banged up, uh, there's really only one constant on this team, and it's it's number 41. Uh, and I think that Alvin Kamara, you know, just on touches alone and him just being the, the PPR monster that we know that he is, uh, should easily find his way to, to start kind of vaulting up and start seeing more spike weeks. You know, the guy had 20 some odd points this past week uh, with with no touchdown and he lost uh, he lost a fumble. So, you know, he had a minus two in there as well. So, uh, yeah, he had almost 200 he's, yards. He's, yeah, he, he's 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 just a monster. And I just think they're going to rely on him even more and more as the season goes on. Yep, I could definitely see it. I think with Kamara, I think I'm on the other side of that. I'm not necessarily against it. If I could get him for a cheap price, I would love to take that risk and scratch off that lottery ticket or whatever. But for me right now, I just I don't think we've seen enough of him this year. It seems like a lot of underproducing or not even on the field, and that that's where he kind of stayed out of my top 12 because of that. Right. I, just, I just felt like I hadn't seen enough of him this year, and there just seems to be so much negative around him that I'm having a hard time getting into him. Yeah, like the aura around him. I get yeah, it. I mean, no, I, I totally the hell out of somebody yeah. and not producing or playing. It's, it's yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things that it almost is kind of like I just don't really want to be involved. All right, so number three, um, I know you've already mentioned this guy, but I have Jonathan Taylor at three. Uh, I mean, I, I obviously that assumes that Taylor gets healthy again. I think that, you know, it's another one of those things that this team needs Taylor to function. You know, they have as much as they said they didn't want Taylor to lead the league in touches this year. He's when he's playing and healthy, he's been touching the ball like crazy. Um, so I, I think that I think I think Jonathan Taylor levels this shit back out. 
and becomes the running back that everybody drafted. Um, just because, I mean, law of averages kind of says that if this is, if that's the guy, if that's really what that guy's got, he'll come back and be up there. So to me, I put him at three. Um, so that's right. Yeah, that's where I ended up with him. Okay. So, so yeah. I, which is interesting because, you know, DeAndre Swift, I kept him out because he's currently hurt, but then had no problem putting Taylor all the way in the top three. Yeah, and De- DeAndre hurt. Swift, a much more notable pass catcher. Yeah, but, but I just think that Jonathan Taylor has earned the respect of fantasy players to say that he can level it out if he's playing the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I, I, I think he can, and I, I think he will. Uh, I just, I think it's going to be, it's not going to be instant, you know, once he comes back from this. And that's, right. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about some of those, uh, some of those down weeks that were before the high ankle sprain and, you know, what's going on with the Colts offense. So, well, the Colts um, offense is definitely a concern. But, yeah, yep. trash. Uh, <laughs> N- number three, uh, never thought I'd have him this high. See, he's a guy I have not liked in the past, but it's it's Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, it's 22. Um, and a big reason why is because he has started being involved in the passing game. Um, if, if they win by 14 points or they lose by 14 points, this guy's going to touch the ball close to 30 times every single game. Uh, and that is unbelievable. You know, that that's what you want from your, you know, bona fide stud, you know, running back one. And uh, you know, like you said, Derrick Henry has not looked like he's lost a step. Uh, I was kind of skeptical on him with Same. the foot injury. I thought, with I thought how, the volume with how he was big done. he is. Yeah, and and now not only is he done, but he's unlocked this new side of Derrick Henry where he's actually catching passes, and that is well, that that is a that is massive. So the other the other thing about Derrick Henry that is so scary is typically if you look at your players and you say this is a pass catching running back, they are also not the guy that's going to run over the defensive lineman on the one yard yeah. line. And that's what right. Derrick Henry is. Yeah. So Derrick Henry, every time yeah. that team is within the five, it's Derrick Henry three or four times. Yep. And that's yes. not often for a guy that also catches passes and can bust one out for 70 yards. So that's where Derrick Henry is getting, burst, is getting into that. Burst. Holy cow, he could be yeah. really good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so on to number two. It, it seems like there's two really big names that none of us have mentioned yet. And I'm pretty sure they're going to go one, two. It's just a matter of when in what order. So I'm going to go Saquon Barkley at two. Um, okay. So this was actually a pretty tough decision, and my one, I hate, I mean, I guess my one, I'll I'll claim my one is a miss. I mean, it's very obvious who my one will be at this point, but so I went Barkley at two. Barkley's obviously got the tremendous value, the dual threat of pass catching, rushing the ball. My only concern with Barkley is more so just that the team around him is not scary. And I would be, I, I do have a little bit of fear, obviously not a ton, because I have him at two. It's kind of like, it's I have just him, like Tennessee, I have him, Yeah, well, I have him at my, I have him at two. So my fear, when I say that I have fear of this, it's obviously not impacting him a ton. But, <laughs> right. but, my, but my fear would be that, I guess I would say the fear that other teams just start saying, whatever it takes to stop Saquon, and we're going to do it. Because at least with Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is... As fast as, you know, whoever else on the field, but it's also the size of, you know, a freaking truck. Um, so, but Saquon Barkley, yes, he's a tremendous athlete, but he's not, I wouldn't say he's, you know, huge. So I, I guess my, I guess the one little knock I have on him 
would be that if the other team starts game planning to just whatever it takes to stop Saquon, it could slow him down, but I'm not saying to the extent that I don't like him at the number two running back. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I understand, you know, what you're saying there. Uh, my two is, uh, my two is actually McCaffrey. Yeah. I, I have, I have McCaffrey too. Um, I think I would have no problem having him at one uh, if Baker was not coming back from the high ankle and they didn't just fire their coach. Uh, and the big reason why is the last three weeks, the targets have been there. And if the targets are there, then CMC goes. Um, he will you know, bust off a, you know, a long run every now and then. He'll give you, you know, a, you know 70 to 100 yards on the ground or so, you know, or, you know, 50 to 80 yards on the ground. But the reason why McCaffrey is McCaffrey is because he ties in those nine catches for 80 some yards and then a touchdown on top of that. So uh, you're really looking at a, uh, you know, a low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two that also runs the ball 15 plus times a, a game. So, um, yeah, I'm I, feel just like, not, I feel like we probably just, just open sure the... with the new with the new coach, with the quarterback change or whoever is going to end up playing quarterback for them. I'm not sure if I can fully commit to them. And to be honest with you, I actually had him at one and then I, I flipped them because of that. I, I had I had McCaffrey at one originally. We, we probably should have just opened this up as the Saquon versus McCaffrey conversation, because I'm assuming <laughs> Barkley is that your number one now. Yeah, um, he, he is. And so, and, yeah, I mean, uh, for, for McCaffrey, to me, what it seems like is the team has done exactly what you and I talked about not that long ago, whether it was on the podcast or just texting, is the team realized we need to get the ball to McCaffrey. And in my mm-hmm. eyes, I don't see that the changing of quarterback is going to change that game plan any. Um, if anything, it might help more because P.J. Walker may not be able to hit any other receivers. So the check down might be the only thing he's got. But I think what's encouraging for Christian McCaffrey is he's had his little bangs up this year and he's played. But you've also seen that, you know, he's had games where he's carried the ball 15, 20 times for over 100 yards on the ground. And then on the other side of it, he's caught 10 passes and received for nearly 100 yards. So he's shown that he can get it done both directions. And that makes me feel like I really like him as... You know, to be the Christian McCaffrey everyone thought. But I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could go either way because I think Saquon very much has shown he can do both also. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I guess the difference for me is McCaffrey has always done it with kind of a trash team. So I feel a little more comfortable assuming he can continue to do it where Barkley maybe just a little bit more scares me that teams will just say, let's take away Barkley and move on. You right. know, and, and once again, take that. away Barkley still puts him above Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, mix it, all that stuff to the extent that just like McCaffrey on a terrible team is still better than all those other guys. Mm-hmm. But if I'm saying Christian McCaffrey, the elite, what you said was the 101, yep. you know, versus Barkley, who was, you know, last year it went McCaffrey Barkley like all the time. You know, if Barkley is that good, which is what we're saying is those two are by far the best in our eyes. You're, you're splitting hairs to separate the two. And mm-hmm. I guess my fear with Barkley is a CMC has receivers on his team that they at least have to respect to some extent where there is honestly, the giants don't even know who their receiver is each week. So I, I would just, a, jeans, just a slight knock on Barkley that 
it his road could get really difficult for him to continue. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I totally get that, and I think it's super, super, super close. Yeah, splitting um, hairs at this point. And and to be honest with you, you know, I I think my original list that had McCaffrey one and, and Saquon two is probably the one that I would actually be like, okay, yeah, this is the one that, that you know, that I want to go with just because McCaffrey's receiving upside just, just gives him such a safer floor and gives him way, way much more uh, possibilities. I don't think that it's impossible for Saquon to start seeing a good amount of targets um, just because like, he, like you said, he is the only guy on that team. Um, they're even working him into you know, like a wildcat formation where he is playing quarterback. Uh, I don't think it's impossible. You see him throw a touchdown this year or two. You see him, you, you know, you see a few passing touchdowns from him. Um, yeah, I think, I think Barkley just, just hasn't gotten incredible. to that. Re- he hasn't gotten yeah. those receiving numbers like, you know, McCaffrey. Bro. Correct. If, and if, that's if, really if, the if he were to have, there. yeah, if, if he were to have McCaffrey you know, had 12 six, targets last target. week. Yeah. And, and Saquon, who had a great week, only had six. Now, don't exactly. get me wrong. You're happy with six, seven, eight targets with your running back. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you're looking at McCaffrey, who, I is, just, who is a, I think, you know, running back one and a wide receiver. Yeah. Two. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's, that's the difference. And, and once again, it's splitting hairs. I, you're mm-hmm. telling me right now, if either one of those teams, if either one of those players was available for me to get, I would absolutely love to have him on my roster at yeah. this point and it could and, be and McCaffrey could be and McCaffrey of... and and since you ate some a little bit early on McCaffrey was a guy that I had no interest in and it was never about talent though for me it was just never worth the first round risk um and and that's just that's where I stand in the first round so I'll eat it that McCaffrey has been good and I didn't have him ranked high but but keeping in mind talent was never my ranking yeah, uh, and I, you know it could be more of a homer pick for me because you know I was just so high on Saquon this entire off season and this entire summer and going into it, it's just nice to you know feel right and kind of take a victory lap, so to speak. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably have McCaffrey one, Saquon two. Saquon could overtake it had if he were to get, um, you know, a. a, a good amount more targets as well but well, and uh, also you got to keep in mind if i said hey you have to pick one of these guys rest of season you're not you're gonna not be mad with any of them saquon. yeah you're not gonna be mad yeah. taking saquon even if you think he's, he's number just two. he's he's looked like watching like actually you know sitting down and you're actually being forced to watch the entire game with the london game last week and you know watching saquon at you know full 100 percent you know health and seeing what he can do is just He's so much fun to watch, and not saying McCaffrey isn't, but like Saquon in the open field is like get up, get up off your couch and like put your hands on your knees and just like oh, walk. Yeah. Uh, he go. reminds it, me of watching like Ladainian Tomlinson. He's in the guy. The guy can do technique. everything and just will break tackle. He can be elusive. He can be a power back. He can be a receiving back. Yeah, he's he a lot of fun to watch. He's so much fun to watch. So, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll go CMC one, Saquon two. Very good. Look at that. Oh, yeah. That's all right. So we did go a little long, but I thought this was a pretty fun episode there. Um, We had a good time, you know, doing something a little different. And yeah, and don't get me wrong. Some of my top 12, I think, was probably for fun, but it's all good, you know, and it could very easily. The running back situation is always a huge question mark. You know, that's why the no running back strategy is so popular, you know, is because there is that ability to pull running backs out of your butt. 
And so, you know, even in my top 12, I had some fun with that. And I know you had a good time picking yours as well. But we're going to go ahead and end this episode as we are getting almost to an hour and a half, which is one of the Jesus. longest episodes we've made. But wow, it was a wait. lot of fun. So hopefully you guys stuck with us. Make sure you, you know, follow on all those social medias. Make sure you check in each week for the podcast. We're on all the major podcasting sites and on YouTube. So thank you yeah. guys very much. I hope- Hope you guys were doing some yard work. It did not mean for it to go that long. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe you got Yikes. a long commute there and back to work and you had a good time. Or maybe you can just listen to it while you work. Either way, we do appreciate it, guys. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>